Hey everyone, welcome to another Coffee Break with Lance Phelps. I'm going to continue my look today at John Frame's book, No Other God. We're going to be going through, we're going to be uh, at chapter 9 now, Is God in Time? Now this is basically the discussion between whether or not God is atemporal or temporal. The open theist position is going to be that basically God's is is temporal. He actually exists in the sequence of time, and there's a sequence that he exists in. Now, the open theist position is very big departure from the more traditional view that Augustine and other, uh, you know, early church fathers have taken that God is outside of time. Augustine actually said that God is, stands above time and looks down on it from a great vantage point so that he can see all points of time. And I think this, this is a very good uh, analogy because I like to see God me being uh, one who believes that God is atemporal, I like to see God as as having sort of the entirety of the you know of the timeline stretched out before him like a movie uh, reel. Like if for those of you who know what film is, I know that we're kind of getting beyond film, but film is this long strip of sequence of uh, of pit frames in the in the picture that you can see all of the different frames. And if you stretch it out and you place it on the on the ground, then you stand up, you can see all of the frames, or you can move down and you can see them. Now, the the argument, though, it gets kind of complicated. There are, you know, uh, philosophers that are not necessarily open theists and philosophers that are open theists that say that God is inside or outside of time, that are atemporal or temporal. But I think that the most um, compelling reason why somebody would say, you know, compelling for them, why somebody would say that God is outside of time is to try to make room for libertarian free will. In fact, um, frame rights. The strongest motive for this consensus, in my opinion, is the desire for these thinkers to make room for libertarian freedom. If God is timelessly eternal, it is difficult to argue that he is ignorant of what to us is future, for he sees all times equally from his eternal vantage point. But there nevertheless are arguments against God's atemporality. Walter Storff argues that basically God, if he was atemporal, if he could see all events, then all events would be indistinguishable in his mind. He says that basically you can't, uh, you can't, if everything is present, then everything is indistinguishable. I think that this position, you know, uh, by way of rebuttal is kind of lame in that, come on, this is God we're talking about. Yes, in the human mind, in human reasoning, of course, that would be the case for us. But this is God we're talking about. Why would he have a have a, tr- a problem distinguishing between one event and another event just because he is, you know, atemporal, he's supratemporal, he's outside of time? And quoting Frame on this point, but Helm points out that simultaneous itself is itself a temporal expression. If God is atemporal, then his consciousness is not simultaneous with anything. Swinburne even speaks of the instant at which God knows these things, but instant is also a temporal expression. If God is atemporal, there is no instant at which he gains in an item of knowledge. So, in other words, his thinking is above temporality. So, naturally, he can understand it from a temporal perspective, but nevertheless, his thinking is so far above it that he obviously can understand it outside of time views. And even our trying to superimpose time on top of God's being is kind of a lame temp from a perspective of time to do that. 
But there is a large contingent, well, I would say all the open theists, claim that it is a problem, that we have our supertemporality, largely, they say, from Greek thought, and it's a very big problem. But then John Frame writes here, it is significant that the arguments for divine temporality are largely philosophical. Open theists complain that the arguments for divine supertemporality come from Greek philosophy, but their own arguments are also philosophical. So we cannot just, you know, brush something aside as, oh, well, it's just philosophical, so naturally it's wrong. It's really the only, only time that's the case is if there's a philosophical argument and then there's a biblical exposition that says the exact opposite. And then we would have to then stand on the biblical exposition and brush aside the philosophical arguments. But God's temporality or atemporality can be kind of understand or, you know, cleared up a little bit with a biblical perspective. Biblical's, you know, perspectives on this are not set in, like, explicit expositions, where you can say, this passage specifically says that God is outside of time. But we have passages that really seem to hint at that sort of a thing. So, for instance, Psalm 94 says, for a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. It's, it can either go really fast or really slow. Now, that hints at a temporality. And as Frame says later on, once you discredit the libertarian freedom that people try to uphold by the temporality of God, then you really have no reason to put God into the sequence of time and say that he is in there. And it really doesn't comport with his sovereignty in many ways. Like, for instance, the fact that God is omniscient, of course, I think that those who are both for God's sovereignty and his temporality, they would say, naturally, he can have both things. But it seems to make more sense, and it seems like an unnecessary stretch to say, well, God is in time, and he also is omniscient. But from an, from an atemporality perspective, it seems to make more sense. God is omniscient. He sees all things. He knows all things in all times. That would kind of by necessity place him outside of time. And then Frame writes here, But neither does time pass too quickly for God. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Second Peter 3.8 I'm not here trying to make a point about time traveling at multiple speeds in God's consciousness. I doubt if these passages have in mind anything so obtuse. Rather, the point is that God is so completely in control of the temporal sequence that he is able to accomplish precisely what he wants to. The same point can be made by reflecting on when the fullness of the time has come in Galatians 4.4, when the fullness of the time has come in the NIV, God has carefully structured the whole history of the world to accomplish his own specific purposes, as I argue in chapter 5. So basically, the point is that it's difficult to establish an exact, this is God's temporality, this is God's atemporality, and the Bible clearly says one thing or the other. I think if the Bible does place God in an atemporal perspective, we can draw implications out from scriptures, and if we draw implications from other um, you know, divine doctrines, we see obviously God is sovereign. The Bible speaks very you know, explicitly about that, and it also speaks very explicitly about other aspects of God, which just seem to make much more sense in an atemporal perspective, not one where we place God in the sequence of time as a whole.
But all this can get rather philosophical and complicated, and I think that it is, if anything, a third or fourth level issue. The point here is that I think that the best way to look at God, and I think Frame agrees with me, is that ultimately God is atemporal. He's outside of time. He does not, he's not constrained to a sequence of events like we are. He is, as Augustine puts it, looking from a loftier great height. That's all I have for you today. Make sure to check out our website, divedeep.net, for more content, including blog posts, book reviews, and video content. If you like this podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out our main episodes of Dive Deep on the podcast feed and stream live on Facebook every other Thursday night at 7 p.m. That's at facebook.com slash divedeeppodcast. We hope to see you there. Soli Deo Gloria.